Greetings, everybody. This is a Travel Addict podcast where you can hear candid stories and discussions about business and adventure travel from around the world with activities such as trekking, diving, camping, driving, cruising, and just plain chilling out somewhere. We talk about lots of experiences in places all over the world, including the grand, the remote, the edgy, the risque, and ones of questionable merit. Education, fulfillment, and wonder enrich our lives. And of all the books in the world, the best stories are found between the pages of a passport. Stay tuned. Hi there, everybody. Malcolm Teasdale here, The Travel Addict. Hope everyone's doing all right. I just posted something on Instagram about a day or so ago. And I thought, you know what? It's a good idea that probably I should just do a quick podcast on this. Now, the title of this posting was My Top 10 Most Sacred Places That I Have Been Fortunate to Visit Around the World. Top 10. So, yes, I have been fortunate, and I've seen a lot more, actually, but these 10 actually stand out. Now, my most memorable place is Paro Taksang, also known as Tiger's Nest Monastery in the country of Bhutan. So I rank this as number one, specifically, well, because it's a very, very spiritual and special place. Just have to go there. You know you're in a place of importance, basically. So I had to get to uh, Bhutan. And you can't fly direct from any other airline, apart from the airlines that are based out of Bhutan like Druk Airlines, for example. So I booked the trip there using an agency in the country because you can't just go there and turn up. Well, you won't be able to get on the plane in the first place because they want to restrict the number of tourists that go into the country. They do not want it to become spoiled, and I get that. So I booked a flight through an agency with Druk Airlines, and I was met at the airport in Paro by a representative who took me to the hotel. Now, my main aim there was to trek up to Tiger's Nest Monastery, which is about 10,360 feet up, constructed on the rock face. Indeed. Just Google it, you'll see what I mean. You look at that, and your first impression is, how on earth did they just build a place like that? It looks like it's physically impossible. Anyway, I got to uh, the monastery, And I couldn't take my camera in there. It's forbidden, which I get that. And a bit of history with this place. It used to be a meditation center, then became a Buddhist monastery when the great Buddha himself flew there on the back of a tigress, hence Tiger's Nest Monastery. There's more to it than that, but that's basics. So I got there. I went in the, the temple itself, and the guy who was with me, my tour guide, who trekked with me up there, one of the locals, lovely guy, uh, said, come on, Malcolm, let's go and meditate. And I I said, how am I going to do that? (laughs) Because, you know, some people sit cross-legged. I can't do that, you know. My legs don't bend like that. (laughs) Well, I can try, but uncomfortable. Anyway, look, I just walked four hours plus up a steep cliff, and my adrenaline was you know, pumping. And I was so excited to even reach this place. And I got in this room and everything, all those feelings of excitement just went away 
my mind went blank. It was one of the strangest feelings I had ever had, you know. And images of my parents came into my mind. It was the strangest thing. It's a very spiritual place. To feel that, you just got to go there. So think about that. Tiger's Nest Monastery in the country of Bhutan. Great place to go to. And the people are friendly. And they're very happy there as well. Okay. The next nine are in no particular order. So up next, I'm going to talk about is Budhanath Stupa in the city of Kathmandu. Sort of easy to get to. You can just fly there from uh, gateway cities in Asia, a three-hour flight, typically from Bangkok, which I use. That's always my place to stop over when I get Asia, as I'm familiar with the city, and I can just sort of hang out there. Okay, Budhanath Temple or Stupa, is actually right in the city of Kathmandu. So Kathmandu, in my honest opinion, is one of the most, I should say, chaotic cities I have ever been to in my life. Suffice to say, when you go there, just do not rent a car. It will be the worst decision in your life. Just get taken everywhere by one of the taxis. Now, I stayed in the city centre so I could walk everywhere. Fantastic. And uh, so I went to Budhanath Stupa, which is a Buddhist temple, but it has big eyes look at you. Wherever you are walking around the stupa, the eyes appear to be looking at you, like keeping an eye on you. Uh, yeah, it's really neat. The architecture is quite something, actually. But there's Kathmandu is just full of temples. Check it out. Next one is Taj Mahal in India. The Taj Mahal is actually a mausoleum. It was built or commissioned by the Shah Jahan. Now, he built this in memory of his wife, the, the uh, Mumtaz Mahal, who died when she was giving birth to their 14th child. Yeah, I know what you're saying. They should have stopped at 13. But anyway, he commissioned this mausoleum to be built. It took 22,000 people, 1,000 elephants, 17 years to build. It exists in Agra in India, which is about a four-hour drive from Delhi, which is the international airport. So it's easy to get to Delhi, four-hour drive. So the, my recommendation is just stay in Delhi uh, a couple of nights and take the drive out there. Now, once you're in the gardens, that vicinity of the Taj Mahal, the gardens are immaculate, then you see this place, and it is quite something special. It's like a massive three-dimensional jigsaw puzzle made out of white marble. No wonder it took so long to build. Now, if you're there at sunrise or sunset, the sun shines through the marble and spawns off the colours of the rainbow. It's a very, very special place. And back a few years now, probably 20 years ago, the musician Yanni played there. He made the video tribute, had his orchestra with him, Musically, it is fantastic atmosphere. So check out the Yanni album tribute or the, the video of that. Up next, Potala Palace in Tibet. Now, Tibet is an autonomous region of China. It's not a country, by the way, autonomous region. Now, Potala Palace used to be the Dalai Lama's residence. Inside that residence, about 100,000 statues and about 1,000 rooms. It's massive, but they do allow the public to go in there. You've got to take your passport to get in there. Now, again, to Tibet, uh, you will need 
a special visa, travel visa. So I contacted travel company Intimate, and but first you have to apply for a Chinese visa. But the travel company in Tibet said, don't mention you're going to Tibet on your travel into China. Oh, really? So I got my Chinese visa. Then I, I got my visitors or permit to go to Tibet. So basically, I flew Trans-Pacific into Shanghai, great city. I stayed there two or three nights to get over the jet lag, then flew to Chengdu, which is um, Western China, stayed there for a couple of nights, and then took the relatively short flight to Lhasa, Tibet. It's very close to the Himalayan mountains, by the way. But, you know, when you get to Patala Palace, it's 13,000 feet above sea level. So you've got to be careful of altitude sickness. Well, I took some pills, altitude sickness, that I actually purchased on Amazon. You go into this place, it's very mysterious, and I, you can't really go into the areas where the Dalai Lama slept. But... You can get close to that, or you have a sort of insight, walk past the room where he invited VIPs. So the Dalai Lama hasn't lived there since 1959, when the Chinese raided that area, and a number of um, Tibetan people died during that process. It's a very, very special place, and there's this mysterious vibe when you go in there. Architecturally, it's a place of wonder, by the way, and uh, you, you just got to see it to believe it. It's actually massive. Okay, fifth place is Angkor Wat in Cambodia. It is the largest religious building in the world. Angkor Wat is in the town of Siem Reap in Cambodia. Now, you've got to fly realistically into Phnom Penh, which is an interesting capital city. I stayed there a few nights myself. And then you get a, a short flight to uh, Siem Reap. And there's even a Four Seasons Hotel in Siem Reap. It's a big tourist attraction. Yeah. And there's a, a staircase which goes up to the monks' quarters there. It, it's, as I said, it's the largest religious building in the world, but it originally was a Hindu temple dedicated to Hindu god Vishnu. And then in the 12th century, it became a, a Buddhist temple. And there's a special area up these stairs. It's called the Stairway to Heaven to get to this room where the, the monks hung out. And that's a special vibe in there as well, quite mysterious. Uh, but it's still pretty well intact. It's very, very old, uh, but it's worth looking at. So Google that as well, Angkor Wat in Cambodia. There's even a, a beer named after that place as well. Next is a very special place for me, Coventry Cathedral in England. Now, my parents were from Coventry. They were World War II veterans, also survivors of the Coventry Blitz. Coventry in World War II was bombed, seriously bombed, by Germany during that war and suffered more damage than any, any other city in Britain. They also damaged the old cathedral, what was a cathedral then. So the new version of Coventry Cathedral was built adjacent to it, it's a fabulous-looking place inside. Obviously, you can check all of these buildings out with pictures uh, on Google, on the Internet. So Compton Cathedral is a very special place, and it was great that they built it to the, the old uh, cathedral also. Next up, Christ the Redeemer statue in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. It's about 2,300 feet up, 
called Cabado Mountain in Rio. And the beauty about this place, Rio de Janeiro is a beautiful looking city, but it's even better when you get up to Christ the Redeemer statue. And you, you've probably seen the statue itself. It's Jesus Christ looking over the city, like he's taking care of the city, looking down on its citizens. And you've got the Bay Area. It's such a fantastic view up there. So this statue is about 125 feet high, 700 tons, but it's actually a, a significant statue, and it's very meaningful to the locals in this in Brazil in general, actually. But if you get a chance to go to Rio, <laughs> so that's a sort of fun place. I even went to a local soccer game there as well, which was a bit edgy, but go see Christ Redeemer statue and at least stand at the base of it. Next up is a place not many of you will be familiar with it. In Lithuania, there's a site called the Hill of Crosses. The capital is Vilnius, so it's about an hour's drive, I think, if I remember correctly, the trip I took. But it's about, I don't know, 200,000 crosses put there by pilgrims and people. You know, And you go there, it's amazing. Now, Lithuania doesn't sort of get on with Russia too well. They don't like Russia. Russia have destroyed this twice, but the locals keep building it. They keep building this place. And you go there and you, my thought was, oh my word, this is unbelievable. So I enjoyed Lithuania anyway. Vilnius, the capital city, is just a great city, by the way. Great vibe downtown. But take the little excursion to the Hill of Crosses and you'll see exactly what I mean. In Vilnius, you can trek up to the Hill of Three Crosses also. Quite a hike, but it's worth seeing. Next up, Schwedagen Pagoda in Yangon, Myanmar. This is a spectacular building, absolutely spectacular. It's basically pure gold. The tip of it is full of diamonds, but it's just gold all over. Now, Myanmar has had a rough history Thomago is occupied by the Brits during the war also. So there's a Holy Trinity Church in Yangon as well. But the Shwedagon Pagoda is so significant. I took taken off photographs. I took it off myself with the pagoda in the background. And it's unbelievable view, you know. And it's not just that. The whole area that you, you're in there is sort of special. And uh, there's people meditating. Um, as people just walking around local. It's like a Mecca. It's like a place where people in Asia have to go to to actually get their lives fulfilled in the, the Buddhism way, if you will. So there you go. Shwedagon Pagoda in Myanmar. And remember the name Somerset Maugham, the writer who called it like a sudden hope in the dark night of the soul, is what this pagoda represents in the city of Yangon. Yangon's sort of uh, a different kind of place, but um, it, it's worth going to. Great market there, but uh, a neat place. Yes, has some troubles in recent history, as you know. And finally, there's a Sistine Chapel in Vatican City. Yeah, I went to Rome, St. Peter's Basilica. I've been there a couple of times. But the Sistine Chapel... And the, the ceiling was uh, artwork done by Michelangelo, as you know. Interestingly enough about this, as you go into the Sistine Chapel, 
there is a sign outside that says no photography allowed because over time flash photography affects artwork now the picture i did put put on instagram is not what i took it's the only one i did not take so i found something on the internet some marketing blurb uh, that i found on the internet which is trying to encourage people to go there because it's quite a special place so there you have it my top 10 i've been to a few more but you know there's a lot of these sacred places around the planet. Relatively speaking, although people have the different versions of what sacred means, but these places actually made me feel something. I can't express it. Probably if I would say you knew you were in a place of importance. And that's probably the best way I can describe it. A lot of history surrounding all of these places, but... Anyway, those are my top 10 most sacred places I have been fortunate to visit around the world. There have been a few more. Will I visit some more in the future? Well, we hope so. Hey, thanks for joining me, folks. Have a good one. Start Googling this information. Book your flight tickets. Got to do it. Bye. Many thanks for joining me today. This is Malcolm Teasdale signing off. Before I do, please check out my website, MalcolmJTeasdale.com, for more information about my travels around the world. Okay, folks, talk to you later. Bye for now. Stay safe.